Coming up on HIDMT, Tesla is busy dropping Model S prices and refreshing the Model 3. Consumer Reports adds more fuel to the fire in favor of EVs. And Gigafactory Berlin gives us a clue on what might be expected in Gigafactory Texas. Welcome to How I Got My Tesla, the podcast of Indeterminate Length for Saturday, October 17th, 2020, episode 12. In Ottawa, Ontario, I'm Matt Wilson. Let's start off with a few Tesla things you should know. It would appear that Tesla has indeed dropped their price for the Model S by $3,000 for the Long Range Plus and Performance versions. Earlier this year, Tesla dropped the price of the Model S Long Range Plus by $5,000. Although no reason given for the price reductions, Tesla might be looking to boost sales of their electric sedan so that delivered vehicles for the Model S stabilizes. Currently, the Model S sales have been dropping each quarter since the Model 3 and Model Y went into production, which was to be expected since both appeal to a much greater audience. Purchasers can now rejoice knowing that Tesla has officially updated the Model 3 with many of the features found in the Model Y. Crossover features from the Model Y to the Model 3 include a more efficient heat pump, power liftgate, new center console, new wheels, chrome delete, heated steering wheel, auto dimming mirrors, and range and acceleration increases. A little more information is coming forward from electric.co about the revised center console in the Tesla Model 3. Not only is the piano black finish being replaced with a matte finish, but the center console itself will have full leather along its sides. Additionally, the center section of the console will not slide open rather than the dodgy flipping method currently in use. I say dodgy because you have to close the center section just right, otherwise it will not close correctly and it will be a prompt in the infotainment screen asking you to try again. I do feel a pain about the piano black finish. My current Mazda CX-5s has the same finish and I have to be very cognizant trying not to run my phone or my keys over the area for fear of scratches. And if auto dimming mirrors are your thing, it would appear that Tesla will be including these types of mirrors on their Model 3 and Model Y. This feature was previously available in the Model 3 up to a point earlier this year, although no specific reason for the removal of the auto-dimming mirror was made in the Tesserati.com article. One reason might have been the future integration of the mirror function in the infotainment screen, thus needing a new part to be sourced. Six months later, Tesla has returned the auto-dimming mirrors to the Model 3, and it'll be a matter of time before it'll show up in the Model Y. I guess Tesla has their part catalog figured out for this feature. Elon Musk took to Twitter quite a bit on October 8th, providing us some details on future features across their vehicle lineup. InsideEVs.com has a blow-by-blow account, including comments on the future rewrite of the full self-driving software, phantom braking, and his snake charger shown a number of years ago. Elon mentioned that the full self-driving software will be able to drive in locations it has never seen, and the limited beta of the full self-driving software will be available to selected drivers in the next few weeks. Included in the full self-driving, the phantom braking issue is hoped to be fixed prior to the release of the revised full self-driving software. The phantom braking issue has been an issue for many drivers where your vehicle suddenly slows down for no apparent reason. And finally, Elon is looking to move forward on the auto snake charger, but no date was provided. For those unaware of what I'm referring to, Tesla released a YouTube video of a snake-like charging cable that automatically will find the charge port on a Tesla and connect. Now, I suspect that If this were to be released, um, it would first show up in Tesla supercharging stations where charging convenience is a high priority for Tesla. 
And for those looking for more ammunition against a vehicle with an internal combustion engine, you can look towards the numbers provided by driving.ca and consumer reports. In terms of expected cost for maintenance and repairs per mile, an electric vehicle is 57% less expensive over an internal combustion engine and 43% less expensive over a plug-in hybrid. Now, if you expect to keep your Tesla Model 3 for about 200,000 miles, you'll save around $17,000 over a typically equipped BMW 300i. Now, I do realize that comparing a Tesla Model 3 against a BMW 300i might not be a fair comparison, especially if a BMW is not typically in your budget. It'll be very interesting to see the comparative numbers when Tesla releases their $25,000 vehicle in the near future. I'll also include a link to a more extensive breakdown to the consumer reports finding from cleantechnica.com. Well, according to Sandy Monroe, the production hell felt by Tesla with the production and launch of the Tesla Model 3 back in 2018 may not have been all bad after all. In the Tesserati.com article, Sandy mentioned that Tesla may be 10 years ahead of their competition in the EV space thanks in large part to the lessons learned during production hell and Tesla's ability to make changes to the vehicles on the fly rather than waiting for a model refresh the following year. By making small incremental changes to the production and feature set of Tesla's fleet, it makes the product more desirable for prospective purchasers. Gigafactory Berlin has crossed an interesting milestone in terms of construction. Recent drone flights over the site show massive foundations being prepared for eight planned gigapresses, complete with some of the most densely packed rebar I've ever seen on a construction site. The drone flights also capture the rapid pace of construction elsewhere in the site, and there is certainly a big push to get most, if not all, the buildings wrapped up before the winter snow hits the area. And while we're at Gigafactory Berlin, the new paint shop appears to already have some life in it, or at least nearby, more drone flights suggest that a small testbed of Tesla's revolutionary new paint shop had been set up in close proximity to the main paint shop building. One of Tesla's noted improvements over Fremont and Gigafactory Shanghai will be the paint shop where it is hoped to not only improve the quality of finished paint, but offer different color options by utilizing new painting methods that have not been introduced in traditional automobile manufacturing plants. The Tesserati.com article also links out to the supplier of the new paint shop where you can learn more about the core strategies and operations that Tesla will be implementing at Gigafactory Berlin. And stopping again at Gigafactory Texas for an update, uh, thanks to Jeff Roberts and his daily drone footage, it would show that the first mobile crawler crane is now on site, and more GeoPier work is currently underway, but I really would have thought that they would have more equipment on site to meet these proposed deadlines to have the building wrapped up by the end of the year. There's actually very little activity happening within the Megapad area. There are ongoing preparations to the east of the Megapad area, but I'm not exactly sure what this space is going to be used for. And that should pretty much do it for episode 12 this week. Uh, something that I did notice when I was setting up uh, my second factor authentication with my Tesla account, I didn't realize this at the time, but I actually have a referral program code for people to use. So if you find uh, these podcasts, short as they may be, uh, to be of any value to you, I invite you to use my uh, referral program code, which is at ts.la slash Matthew 40942. And I'll leave this uh, referral program link in the show notes below. And if you were to use this code, it looks like, according to Tesla's website, it would be good for 1,000 free supercharger miles. So if you don't have a code to use and you want to help me out a little bit towards my Tesla, feel free to use my uh, program code. Again, it is at ts.la slash 
Matthew 40942. So hashtag for this episode, let's try hashtag model three refresh. And the overall hashtag for this podcast is hashtag H-I-G-M-T. And if you have any feedback for me, feel free to throw me an email at howigotmytesla at gmail.com. You can always watch my progress towards a Tesla by visiting howigotmytesla.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram, simply searching for How I Got My Tesla. So thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by Matt Wilson and hosted by Squarespace. Music for this episode is Cascade by Cubby.